Well, it's the year 2024. How did we get here? Uh, this came out fast, didn't it? Very futuristic. I'm trying to think of when I was a kid and how long four years was, you know. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, so like uh, 1980 to 1984. Uh, so many things happened. Like uh, I was uh, living in England, then I sort of got uh, taken to Ireland and travelled around uh, Europe. I was involved in uh, post office robberies with my parents. Read my book, You Shot My Dog and I Love You. Um, I was uh, brought back to England. I lived in London. I travelled to school on the tube. I got arrested. I got sent back to my grandparents. And a year later, I moved to Peterborough. And all of that is the same amount of time as the pandemic to now. <laughs> and that has gone by in a blink of an eye. So, uh, you know, time is relative, I guess, especially when you're a kid. Everything just seems to be uh, very, very long. Anyway, here we are in 2024. Uh, I'm glad to say I have the studio mostly up and running. Uh, I've got this nice big desk. I was looking for a desk, a nice big wooden desk made of wood. Impossible to find these days. Everything's MDF and made of, you know, crappy old fiberboard. Um, but this uh, guy uh, was selling a Welsh dresser. A Welsh dresser, sound like a Sean Connery. A Welsh dresser, which my wife wanted to use um, in the sort of dining room for the kids to keep all their uh, arts and crafts in. And when he delivered it, um, I went out to the van. He had this old desk. And he goes, oh, I'm getting rid of this. You can, I'm throwing it away. Do you want it? And I was like, well, I'll give you a tenner for it. And it's just this massive piece of wood with fold-down uh, uh, tables at the end, like little circular tables, which I chopped off and I'm now making sort of as high shelves. Anyway, it's a solid piece of, I think... Uh, I don't know. I mean, oak, maybe? Fucking massive it is. Bought these legs online, stuck my own legs on it, took the original ones off. Now I've got this amazing desk and it cost me 60 quid all in. So I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed. Um, I guess at some point it was a kitchen table. <laughs> it's, it's quite deep, but it, it's great for what I'm doing. Anyway, the New Year's uh, come around nice and fast, isn't it? After Christmas, uh, lots of stuff with the kids, the usual Christmas stress and all of that. I'm really happy when Christmas is over. Not in a negative sort of scroogey way. It's just like, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of cardboard, it's a lot of stuff, it's a lot of paper, it's a lot of organising. And uh, having been that we have just moved, it just all added to it, you know. Uh, that's part of it. We had a few funny incidents, I guess. There was a bit of a sort of, what do you call it, like klutziness around Boxing Day, I think. Uh, my daughter tripped on a cable which pulled down our bodum and shattered glass all over the floor. So I've since repurchased that. Turns out they're now made of plastic. All of it, even the sort of circular metally bit that pushes down the grains. Nope, made of plastic. Everything's plastic. Bodum, fucking hell, guys. What are you doing? All over old shit. Uh, it looked like it was made for two quid, cost like 20 something. Uh, I'm pretty unimpressed and I may take to social media because of it. So the most classy thing that uh, probably happened over the Christmas period is the garage door fell off, uh, which is very, very annoying because, uh, you know, it's not secure. But that was annoying and it was annoying and I felt my sort of... Uh I don't know, I felt myself drain a little bit. But the worst bit was uh, we got two fridges now. I'm a two-fridge family, which is uh, ridiculous. Turns out the fridge that's in the uh, house already doesn't really work. And I always wanted a Smeg fridge. And we found one online secondhand for like uh, just 100 quid. So went and got that, put it in the room. It doesn't quite work, but it's got this little egg tray, like old-fashioned egg, you know, in, in the tray, little egg shapes. And um, I thought it would be really nice. But because it's in this sort of carpeted room, I was thinking, fuck, I'm going to drop those in there. And at that time I was thinking about it, I was actually cracking an egg in the kitchen and putting it into a pan. And I dropped that egg while I was thinking about dropping an egg in a different room. And I just looked at it on the floor and I thought just like, Fuck my life. This is, uh, I think I thought, you know, I guess I know what kind of day this is going to be. So there's a lot of that. I guess it's all down to tiredness, right? All down to tiredness. But it's nothing worse than a fucking disgusting egg on the floor, is it? It's gross. Makes you want to go vegan. Not quite. Next. It's a new year. We got a new logo. We're having a soft relaunch, I guess you could call it. The pod isn't changing much, but it looks different. I'm going to stop those uh, audiogram vids. I think I get very bored with those. You don't need to hear them. Just press the link and listen to the podcast. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get you in a different way. I'm going to go back to my roots, which was uh, when I used to have jobs in retail and stuff like that, I would uh, put like pretend comics, very influenced by Viz and things like that, like Private Eye-esque uh, comics. I would make covers uh, of magazines and I would like get my Tipex out, get my Chipex out, sounds rude, and um, just make these, uh, you know, fake covers and, and fucking lambast and take the piss out of everybody. I did it at college, I did it at all my jobs. Um, so I thought what might be nice, as soon as this is a podcast about television, is to sort of mock up a TV guide type cover every week with a few snippets about what the guest is talking about, but also just some 
ridiculous headlines that aren't anything to do with anything. They're just sarcastic. Um, so I'm going to be doing that from now on. So if that doesn't hook you in, nothing else will. So I'm not going to be putting up any audio snippets. I'm not going to be doing any of that sort of stuff. I'm just going to put this image up every week and come back to the pod if you like the guest and you like what you see. If you don't, don't listen to it. You know what I mean? Now, this week, we've got my favourite guest back. It's Paul Kreithoff. Now, he is a friend of mine, obviously. He's an actor. He's an all-round decent, funny guy. Travels the world a lot with his wife. Just got back from Miami and Florida. Um, where he went on loads and loads of theme park rides, which we'll talk about. And we already agreed to do a sort of end-of-the-year TV roundup for 2023. It didn't quite turn into that because we both had lists. Uh, Paul lost his list and he lost his computer connection and it was an absolute fucking nightmare to try and get it all started up. So it ended up being a bit more free flow and just see what we could remember, basically. So it's all very... Uh, very on the fly as is this intro i'm not really editing this uh the same way i have been editing pods yet um i will be getting back into that with uh, the big name guests very shortly this is a quick throw it together sorry paul throw it together get it out there new year episode because i haven't got the facilities and everything up and running i only put the desk legs on last night well this morning effectively i don't even have a mic uh, rigged up i'm still holding the sm58 which is the you know the comedian's mic as it were right let's get on with it so here he is paul kreitoff he's back for more our only ever returning guest so far here he is with the tv roundup of 2023 it's the tv roundup of 2023 with the wonderful Mr. Paul Kreiter. Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a weekly podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them, and what made them laugh and cry here Television Times. And you say your loudest thing? See how it comes ah! up? Okay, exactly the same. Okay, cool. Okay. Perfect. Here we go. <laughs> Hooray! Marvellous. Right, and we're off. Brilliant. Right. Only 45 minutes later than scheduled. Did you watch telly when you were travelling around America? Did you, did you manage to do that? Like uh, the Not really. Well, we, we watched... Um, we watched whichever news channels were on. We watched... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, morning shows, uh, kind of the insipid uh, this morning equivalents that yeah. they have. I mean, it was all fine, I suppose. It's just the adverts, really, in America. The fact they're all oh my God, for yeah. medical products <laughs> yes. and tell you exactly how they're going to kill you if you <laughs> if you take their product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, which is well documented, but but remarkably remarkably strange. <laughs> If you go on all four, and uh, yeah, everybody get yeah. fresh. <laughs> that yeah. guy, do we need to see that guy in the snow anymore? <laughs> Seriously, um, but but now it's kind of part of the process for me. If I watch Taskmaster, I need that dude swimming up uphill, yeah, 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 yeah. or else it's just not the same. Did you finish the recent season? Don't tell me who won because I haven't. I I did. You I did. did. Yeah. Who do you think won? Gotta be Julian Clary, isn't it? That's not him then. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I had a wonderful poker face oh, then. Right. <laughs> Next. What's been your um, most surprising TV show of 2023? Like something that you thought, huh, that's weird. I wasn't expecting that and I really like it. Maybe the you didn't like it. most surprising. Well, interestingly, I uh, I made some notes. Mm. Um, they're on my, my other laptop. Of course they uh, are. <laughs> which has now just been reset Nice. And those notes have gone <laughs> really? into the ether. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, apparently so, apparently so. I guess I didn't save it last night or oh dear. before my wife reset it. And it's my fault. It's oh, my okay. fault, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, yeah, uh, well, this year, I have mainly... It's been the year, for me, of reality elimination shows, hmm. which... Hmm, when it comes to hard-hitting dramas and, and things of that nature, I just don't find the time. Um, I found time for Succession, um, yeah. which but, but everyone talks about Succession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone uh, jabbers on about it. And understandably so, it's yeah. a great show, if a little heavy-going and non-bingeable. 
I think the one that surprised me the most was Physical 100. Are you aware of that? I'm aware of it. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it's a Korean show, a Korean mm-hmm. elimination show, and it it has the, the the slightly sinister purpose of finding the perfect physique. Right. Uh, it starts yeah. off with one hundred uh, South Koreans of of various body types, mm-hmm. uh, all in a room together next to a plaster cast of their torso. Oh, um, strange. Yeah, it does sound strange. <laughs> that, that uh, does. So you've got bodybuilders, you've got martial artists, you've yeah. got uh, actors, you've got stuntmen and women. Uh, you've got the whole the whole gamut. Yeah. And through a series of games and, and teaming up in teams and various things, they whittle it down one by one. Mm. Uh, when they get eliminated, they have to break their plaster torso with a with a sledgehammer. Oh right. Okay. Um, until we find ultimately the the perfect physique, you know, be it muscles or or athleticism or whatever. Right. Um, which doesn't sound thrilling, but Something about the respect that Korean people give to each other makes it an incredibly affirming experience. Because if you had this show in America or Britain, everyone would be awful to each other. There Mm. would be trash talk and everyone would fall out and it would all be about the drama. But it isn't because everyone respects each other. And everyone's complimentary of each other. They're all, uh, they respect their elders. Like there's, um, there's a dude who, he's an MMA fighter apparently, but he's, yeah. he's pushing 50 and he is the most dapper, smooth motherfucker you will ever see. He's like, he's like Asian Brad Pitt, basically. Right. Uh, he's kind of handsome and wise and everyone reveres him. And everyone, uh, even like a fellow, a much younger MMA fighter in a game where, where they have to, they're in a playground, basically. There's one ball and yeah. whoever's holding the ball at the end of five minutes uh, proceeds. Right. And, um, and this young MMA fighter said, it's always been my dream to take you on. Uh, would you please Would you please uh, fight me in this game? Kind of bows respectfully. Mm. I mean, the older guy won. It was great. Right. He's fantastic. He's a legend. Um, but the, the whole thing kind of culminates in this kind of festival of goodwill uh, that it, I, I would just, I would recommend. It, it sounds like it should be just throwaway crap. Mm. But in in practice, it was a really really entertaining show. Wow, watch it! I mean, it does. I mean, I've been watching very similar TV. In fact, we've started watching uh, Takeshi's Castle reboot purely because love it. Rom and Tom doing the uh, overdubs and just taking the piss mm-hmm. out of it, like Eurovision or something. And that is a lot of fun. I watched that with my son as well. And uh, I just watched the 007 thing, The Road to a Million. Which oh, is a, which right. Was, very peculiar. I've not seen it. What, what do you think? Because I, I, I read um, some reviews, all of which trashed it. I guess, the, yeah, but, I mean, it was enjoyable in a sort of race around the world sort of... I watched the celebrity race around the world just before it, which, and I didn't know any of the celebrities, mm. people from Busted or whatever. I don't know, some celebrities to me. But, anyway, oh. but it was still good to watch because it's just people I don't know. And everyone was actually quite nice mm. on it, right? It wasn't, they weren't ripping the shit out of each other and there's a little bit of um, competition. But then I watched that one sort of on the back of it it was like, well, where's the budget? How did they get there? How did they go in that thing in the jungle? Now they're in Morocco. I mean, the budget was huge. Right. But there's this new tendency. They have it in Traitors. Uh, not so much the UK one, a little bit, because you don't believe Claudia Winkle when owns the castle. But with the American one and the Australian one and the New Zealand one of Traitors, for instance, the, the premise is that you're on the grounds of that person who's the host of the show. This is their family home, and we've invited you into our castle. And this is look <laughs> right. at my lovely land, and look at this thing that my family. It's all bullshit. It's just a film set, mm. and there was a little bit of that with Road to a Million. In that, you know, you're looking at Brian Cox, and he's behind this, you know, a load of TV monitors and the controllers, and he's sort of pressing a button on a mic, and he's talking to them through a tannoy in like Chile or whatever. And you're thinking, well. Obviously, that's not happening. So it was, it was just, it was very staged. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Obviously, he's in front of a green screen in his own office. I, I think he was there for two hours tops, the whole thing, right? And, he, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. but, and it was really obvious. And it's got nothing to do with him. It's just, but there's this sort of, you know, new thing. Does he tell anyone to fuck off? He doesn't tell anyone to fuck off, but he gives a lot of bombastic side eye, as my son would say. That's a shame. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good and I liked it. 
But if you're talking elimination uh, television, then obviously, obviously, Squid Game Challenge comes up, which I very much enjoyed. Very, very I much loved enjoyed. It. Yeah, I did. Too. Who knew? Who knew it would actually work in reality? Who knew that they could um, do that in Dagenham? <laughs> Where I yeah. used to live as a kid. I was like, where's this film? There's way too many British people. In it. I mean, there was loads of Americans. In my oh, head, they yeah. got a jumbo. They put 456 people in it and they flew it over because everyone seemed to be American. And I was like, well, this isn't mm. American, is it? As soon as I saw the size of it, I went, oh, that looks like it might well, be filmed here. Again, uh, I think that this, I mean, it's all in the edit, of course. Mm. But I think it's because Americans provide the most drama because maybe British people tend to be a bit more staid and reserved. Whereas Americans... A lot less God. Yeah. So much God yes. from the Americans. It drove oh, yeah. me... And the entitlement as well. Yeah, that yeah. guy, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Wow. Wow, right? I mean, it was, it was great when he went out. But at the same time, a, a part of me was sad because he was great TV. Yeah, I didn't want good. him to win. No, no, no. And no. also... That woman who basically threw the mummy's boy under the bus. That pissed me off. Spoiler alert. No, well, we don't say anything, but like the fact Mm. that she wouldn't move forward and then she pretended that it didn't happen. Then I was like, everyone didn't, no one mentioned it apart from Mai afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we're blaming her for trying to get rid of this woman who who totally was 100% responsible for that dude going. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And outraged. My favorite bit, I think it was. in the game that I've never played as a child from the 70s, which we now have, so I don't want to give it too much away, but it involves the word ship. Um, Mm -hmm. The the bit where the the really tall guy, who's very good with a ball that goes in a hoop, kept going on about, um, (laughs) like, you got this, you got this, you got this, no one's going home today. I guess, well, first of all, you don't got this, and you are going home today. (laughs) and also that particular game of which we won't spoil these uh these it's based on on luck i mean yeah there's a certain after a point Mm. you can use your intuition to kind of work out where things could be in this mysterious game yeah Uh, but it's luck it's luck you can't make guarantees like that you can't say that god's going to protect you ultimately because god couldn't give a shit and stuff yeah before a game and of also, marbles or something. And when you cross yourself, <laughs> play marbles and lose, does that mean that your god now hates you? Yeah. Is that how it works? I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't understand why it was so god. And, why, <laughs> and it got to a point, like, I'm, I, you know, I, am I, I, I know I have listeners who are religious, so I want to be a little bit more careful nowadays. But I'm and, not and saying, good for you, guys. Good for you. A, I'm not saying it's a mental illness. But when you <laughs> see it like that, <laughs> an American contestants on TV shows, it yeah. starts to look like, what are you talking about? Is this what you want mm. your God to be doing? You don't want the flood or the, the dead baby. No, you want him to sort your game out where you might win some money. Anyway, mm. and I don't even want to think about what the winner might have done with the money, but I, I think they might have donated it to such things. So, And the way it ended Yikes. as well, I can't say what it is, you can't ruin it, but um, it's just so simple, isn't it? The, the games yeah. are so simple. They're like, yeah. I'm expecting, I mean, big sets, big ideas, but the games themselves, just playground games, real mm. small stuff. Uh, and of the final two, uh, I liked both of them. Um, mm. I would perhaps have, preferred the other person to yes. have won. Me too. Big time. Um, and I yeah. thought in the editing that they had won because I'm not yeah, saying that they're not they as guys. Going going way. I'm just saying they as in not to give a gender away. But yeah, I, I was yeah. 100% sure. Oh, well, I know exactly who's won this, you know. And I was wrong, as I am in yeah. all elections and all guessing games <laughs> generally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> predictions for uh, the election next year. Uh, Labour landslide, Trump so. in the White House. Uh, that's what we got. Well, I hope that one of those is true and the other isn't. Oh, you're a big fan well, of Trump, I mean, are you? <laughs> love that guy. Wow. Give me Tories and Trump all day long. Yum, 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 yum. yum that stuff up. You've been in Florida Brilliant. too long, mate. to me this year is like do you mm. like football i'm thinking not uh i am aware of football right so you like me okay <laughs> so <laughs> i always sort of had a healthy hatred of football because i was it mm-hmm. came with yobs and and bullying as a child and because i didn't give a shit about it and you know yeah. 
it's a different group of people that like that than there's the group that I would consider myself in, you know. Um, but because I liked Always Sunny, I started watching Welcome to Wrexham and I started sort of appreciating it a bit. And obviously with the Ted Lasso thing as well, you know, soccer being a thing on television now. And and then I watched the Beckham documentary. So I started watching that and I thought, oh, I can sort of see the beauty in it then the sort of choreography of it and the cleverness. And yeah. I don't understand the fanaticism and, and the, the the linking to a team. I don't have that gene. But I could mm-hmm. see the beauty in it. And it, it sort of led me in this kind of like a celebrity documentary kind of period of time that was happening. And I watched the Beckham one and I was quite, and that was after his uh, Joe Lysett uh, situation. And I, I kind of warmed to him. And I kind of, I remember being around when that sort of, the tabloids went for him. I guess that's what's happening. There's mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of documentaries about how tabloids are treating people. And, that's why I watched the Robbie Williams one as well, which was a real big insight because I didn't know anything about what he really went through and his from his side of things and, you know, his big concert and actually deep down he's fucking having panic attacks and taking drugs and, you know, and then the press are going for him. I don't really remember all of that. So it's been like this celebrity, almost like, um, you know, at Christmas celebrity autobiographies come out. It's like yeah. this slew of celebrity documentaries that are basically little biographies and windows into like perfect worlds or what we think basically making fame look absolutely fucking horrific and why would anyone Mm. want that you know what i mean people at the height of their career with all the money in the world having a terrible time that seems to be Mm. have you seen any of those you've been exposed to any of that i i watched a bit of the beckham one um my wife is a huge beckham fan uh and i suspect not just for his on the ball ability (laughs) He's, he's um, under, underpants on the giant billboards all over Asia. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, yeah, I watched a bit of that one. Um, the Jimmy Savile one probably doesn't count. Oh, the I Steve Coogan. Pro- no, no, no. Oh, there was a documentary right, right. On, on Netflix previously, but that is definitely oh. more true crime. Oh, I could not than... watch The Real Guy anymore, but I, I loved The Coogan, yeah. The Reckoning. Oh, my God, he was so good yeah. in that. I've yet to see it. Oh, uh, my, it a then. good friend of mine and, and former flatmate, uh, played his assistant, in that, oh, okay. Alice Metcalf. She's right. a very good actress and a, a wonderful writer. Um, but no, I, I, I've not seen that yet. I thought it would be uncomfortable, but I have to say it was just, it was strangely compelling and it draws you in. And uh, honestly, it's it's so strange to say, but after a while you forget Steve Cook. I mean, you absolutely forget. Mm. And that is... For someone so famous, that's like saying, oh, I forgot it was Tom Cruise, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I did. I honestly didn't. I, I had to remember, oh, yeah, that is actually, he did such a good job. I highly mm. recommend it, even though it's a very uncomfortable watch. I'll have to give it a go. Now, you don't see anything, but you, this is what it, what it, ugh, ugh, disgusting. Dig him up and burn but, his fucking corpse. Oh, damn right. Um, damn right. Damn him to um, In thinking of celebrity docs, I'm just trying to... The thing is, I may have. I mm. may have seen it. But That's right. my my brain is Swiss cheese for remembering the content it consumes these days. Let's, let's have a little Google search. Maybe I have. Well, that was also this year, wasn't it? The Wham! documentary. And I watched that and I felt quite nostalgic and and sad at the same time that he's no longer alive. But there's one on Angela Merkel. <laughs> What's that called? Mm. Uh, it's a called Merkel. Oh, not a different <laughs> angle. Enough. A different angle. <laughs> That'd be good. There's one on Sylvester Stallone. They're all. I need oh, to yes, see Stallone. these. Oh yes, Stallone. There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger one. There's they're, they're yeah, all Arnold Stallone. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I think this is a genre that's passed me by. It was Beckham, wasn't it? Beckham. He's talking to Fisher Stevens, but you never see Fisher. And I thought uh. that was a really weird person to be asking him. And you can tell it's him, and I know it's him <laughs> because I heard him speak about it, but. And Fisher Stevens knows nothing about football, but every time Beckham's talking, he's talking to Fisher Stevens. And all I can think of is him doing his Indian impression in in (laughs) short circuit, (laughs) which I'm not going to do. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where, uh, yeah, internal editing is important. Yeah. Gaga's got one. Kevin Hart's got one. The least said about that, the better. Anyway, I'll cut that. But <laughs> so you haven't seen the celebrity? Uh, if, did you no, watch uh, Traitors no. at all? Did you watch things like that? The other TV shows, or I watched, I that watched late. the end of Traitors. All oh, right. So I'll tell you what I'm watching at the moment. Go on. Which, I, I, if you if you've not seen it, then you really should. The Devil's Plan. Oh, tell me more. What's this? Mm. What's that? It's on, on Netflix. Uh, Netflix and 
you'll be surprised to learn it's a South Korean elimination show. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, okay. But this one <laughs> is cerebral okay. to an almost daunting degree. Um, they they bra- basically brought in, I think it's 12 contestants, uh, 10 of which are celebrities, uh, but all of whom are renowned for being incredibly intelligent. Okay. Uh, so they, uh, there is, there's a, a YouTuber who's, who's a science YouTuber in, um, South Korea. There's an actress who, uh, set up her own business and, in, and has like made, like have five inventions on the market. Yeah. Um, and then there are two normal people, <laughs> normal, normal people. Commas. Uh, there's uh, an orthopedic uh, surgeon and a young, like 20 something year old guy who's in the middle of a PhD. And they're all put into this essentially kind of big brother house. There's a yeah. living area and there's the game area. And every day there are games in the game area that take up most of the day which are the first one is similar in a way to traitors. Um, It's a variation on kind of a mafia thing, but there are terrorists. There are, there's everyone has a different randomly assigned role of like a fanatic, a journalist, various things. And, and they're spreading a virus and there are researchers and they have uh, basically every game, the rules take about 10 minutes to explain oh, okay. on the screen I'm gonna because they are forget. so complicated, oh. so complicated. Oh. Um, but then the the duplicity of the contestants mixed with that, again, traditional Korean respect for yeah, each yeah. other is just a, a really strange mix that just becomes addictive it's it's a really good show i'm gonna watch it tonight. um yeah yeah do yeah, so yeah, yeah. i've, I've been like rec- recommending it to everyone oh, at right. the moment um yeah there's kind of drama but kind of polite drama hmm. and if people are, are betrayed as they need to because it's an elim- elimination show and people do need to get eliminated they, there's no re- recriminations and pointing and and anger they kind of blame themselves to a way well i should have played the game differently uh, right. you know I, I left myself open rather than you know it's it's a great show it's oh, a great show good it. recommendation yeah, thanks totally for no spoilers yeah I will, I will watch that i love stuff yeah. like that i really do and there's nothing on right now like that is there so mm. that'd be good for it's the kind Christmas. of thing people who love board games with lots of rules i think would yes, really we have board really game nights so. ah, yes. they have survived case, they have survived you will be delighted to watch it and there, i fully predict yeah. that there will be a tie-in board game at some point oh okay yeah, and, I, want- and i i predict we haven't got to the end of it yet mm-hmm. i predict there will be a twist at the end mm-hmm. and i think i know what it'll be oh, okay Oh, well, I did want to speak just very briefly. So since I saw you, I have now seen three seasons of Midnight Diner. I haven't seen the movies. Oh, yeah. And there's one season I haven't seen, and it's the early one, so I've watched them sort of the other way around. But, yeah, really beautiful mm. little mm. sort of vignettes of time. I, I know, as my attention span, I can feel, is less these days. Like, there's some hour-long shows that I'll just watch half of, and we'll watch it the other half, mostly because we're absolutely exhausted. But um, a lot of the time, a short TV show is like perfect and I really enjoyed having lunch with Midnight Diner like I'd make my Ooh, lunch uh, and it would make me eat slightly differently as well because then you know I'd, I, I don't eat meat but I don't mind watching him cook the stuff and you know and the little stories I loved it loved it mm, but um and just that theme tune as well the yeah plucked guitar and, I mean I've no idea what the lyrics are but yeah don't find out and the pictures usually. of like Shinjuku <laughs> at night time and yeah it's just yeah I have mm. dreams where I've two travel dreams that i constantly see in my head um i'm either in australia or in japan those are the two places i guess i long to go back to so you know uh but for short vignette tv mm. there's a tv show that i that somehow passed me by i watch a lot of danish and swedish tv and uh, there's a, a danish tv show called face to face there's three seasons of it and it's really clever and it's such a simple premise and i've never seen it mm. done before or am i imagining it uh, i think I, I don't think i've seen this before each episode is only 20 minutes, which is really short for mm. Danish, Swedish TV. And um, the first series, basically, this person, this policeman, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but the, the policeman finds out something has happened to someone he's related to. And in the first scene, he's finding that out. And then 
he has an altercation with that person and they send him to another person. And then so basically each episode is just the interaction with that next person in the chain of the story. Mm. So it's like each scene is its own 20 minute episode. It's really clever. Uh, I quite like it. I don't think I've seen that before. It's really no. slow. And there's three no, that's, seasons. That's a it. great concept. Yeah, oh, it's really? really nice. It's like little tiny 20 minute plays and I and really intense and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, really good mm. show face to face. If you like short things that are just 20 minutes while I you're having do. lunch. It's yeah. so much easier. Yeah. Nice <laughs> bite-sized chunks. Like um yeah, another of the things I like this year, uh Barry. Barry. Brilliant. Half hour episodes. Great. Yeah. It's a really great thing? show. I have. Yeah. yeah. Um I will say uh, um, Hmm. No spoilers, of course. No you can spoilers. Spoil, I mean, there's a bit spoilers for Barry coming up. If you haven't watched Barry, don't watch it. We've done spoilers for uh, Last of Us and uh, Great. Uh, loads of things, uh, White Lotus. So as long as we say it, it's fine. Awesome. Uh, well, in which case, I, I, was, I felt a little bit disappointed by the final episode, uh, which mm. is common with series that are incredibly enjoyable. And I am, assume it was the intention, but... In the entire final season, I think Barry killed one person, which for a show about a hired killer, yeah, I don't know. I felt a little shortchanged. I know that's the point. He, yeah, he's, he's trying, not to, trying yeah, to get yeah. away from it. So you wanted a bit um, more Dexter. You wanted a it, bit more. In, in, yeah, in the prison break, there was the guy in the ceiling that he got the gun and blam, 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 hmm. because everyone else was, was dead in the room by that point anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that it was supposed to be disappointing because we saw him go into Walmart and get strapped up with guns and kind of, and then immediately getting shot by, mm. by Kuzno, if I'm spoiling. There yeah. we go. Um, Almost inevitable. Yeah. 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 But I, I was, I, I was left disappointed by that. Mm. And, and they resolved it quite nicely with the, yeah. the Hollywood version of what happened and his son mm. watching it and yeah. getting an incorrect <laughs> view of who his dad was. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was nice. That's but, fun. Uh, and also, I know that Hank had to die, but Hank was just such a wonderful character. <laughs> so funny. So brilliant. And got really si- less funny in the last season. Like they, I mean, obviously the yeah. tone of the last season was no longer funny at all. It was not dramedy mm. in the end. It was quite it was just drama and his his character became way less yeah uh, there there were moments of comedy occasionally but yeah yeah yeah, he really did which was a a really and and it was done quite gradually over the episodes of Mm. the the final season which was great because yes he is a villain when you look at his actions throughout the time he's betrayed everyone for for money and status yeah he yeah and also i found it a little I, I wasn't quite on board with the transformation of Fuchs either because it happened after a time jump and yeah. we had seen him being the weak kind of Fuchs previously and then he emerged with tattoos and he was in better shape <laughs> yeah, that was and so he was weird, suddenly an incredible badass <laughs> I know that was really odd <laughs> uh, which I thought what, just from being in prison for what eight years we've established because Barry's son is eight yeah, that and whole, now Fuchs yeah. is an un, unkillable badass. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All the stuff at the beginning where they were just in the house and you didn't know where they were and what was going on and why he was talking about God and he had a son. It was so and the way the mother was treating the son. It was all. It was all very uncomfortable and confusing. I did not understand yeah. what was happening for a good portion and, uh, of that season. But Bill Hader, I think, is is glorious. Yeah. He's and I mean, he's one of the actors. I, I congratulate myself now on being able to remember his name for because yeah. for a, a number of years, when I could picture him, I could say yeah. what he's been in. But the name Bill Hader just poof, straight yeah, from my I mind. Yeah, I just think of him as skeleton face because um, <laughs> there was the other Napoleon Dynamite guy. He's got a, a Hader name, isn't he? I remember. I can't even John get, John, John Hader. Hader, yeah, yes, yeah. ish name. Yeah, I got mm. confused in my head. Yeah, I loved Barry. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, in season two, there is one of the almost perfect episodes of television, I think, which was the one. Do you remember the one where he was he, he went to assassinate a guy who turned out to be a martial arts expert? But he at the beginning he's saying, "Look, I'm here to kill you, but I don't want to kill you. Uh, do you have any family?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, in Chicago." And it's like, "Right, great. Pack a suitcase, go to Chicago. It'll mm. be for a year. All this will blow over." And then he follows the guy into his room and there are just taekwondo trophies all around and i think it's in a one shot yeah. 
and they end up having the, the taekwondo guy just kicks off and barry i think punches him in the throat and breaks his windpipe and the fight continues on with this guy just wheezing yes, and barry's yes, going, look yeah, stop i've broken your windpipe yeah and then his daughter turns up who's like a little girl in a, in yes. a taekwondo outfit mm-hmm. and the whole episode is it, it's a few takes but it's a handful of takes with absolutely incredible fight choreography very little dialogue that just rattles on at a pace and it was the first one that afterwards i was like well i need to see who directed that and it was bill hader and it was like okay okay, there (laughs) we go he's just cementing himself as you know a a real talent yeah i I do remember that episode i'm breathing (laughs) you could imagine it it was just like a broken chicken bone his mouth oh absolutely (laughs) horrific I've noticed another trend this year is that horror tropes are in everything. Have you spotted that one? Oh, like in everything. Um, hmm. So the, what am I watching at the moment? I'm watching two shows. One of them is Fargo, season five, which is absolutely brilliant. I need Juno to see it. I watched the first that. three seasons and I then hated the for last some reason season. I dropped yeah. off. Well, the oh. last season with Chris Rock and all, it was good, but I mean, it was it was boring. Nothing was happening. This one fucking hell you don't need to see any other seasons of fargo just watch season five because it's okay. it's just a thriller and it's a ride and everyone in it is brilliant and i just don't want to say anything about it because it's on right now it's on episode five so far and right. there's loads of horror tropes in it and mm. um i'm just noticing it in everything obviously there's shows like the fall of the house of usher i don't know if you've been exposed to mm-hmm. that which is essentially uh you know succession and every horror film that's ever existed and Episode, episode two of that has left me traumatized i think to be honest with you i don't know if you've seen it um no i haven't uh yeah something happens at the end of episode two that if you see it i don't know if you can ever really unsee it and and I, it's pretty disturbing and the way the whole thing runs it's a real fun ride house of usher mm. really fun but it's silly and I spent the first 10 minutes going, why are they pretending this is like succession? They're, this is the big family. They've got loads of money. And the music was kind of succession-like, you know? And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then they got me on because of what happened. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's silly. Okay. Yeah, it's enjoyable. But well, like, I'm going to watch that show. Yeah, it's quite it's uh, some Do you mind stuff. if I have a very quick toilet break? No, Sorry. you had one last time. <laughs> it's the standard yeah. move, Paul. <laughs> Great, here goes. I'll be back shortly. What the hell is going on here? What's happening? This is... The fuck is going on? Okay, I'm turning down. What's happened to your end? Speak me through. Uh, all of my wife's windows to her little shows that she watches on on YouTube just started playing at once. <laughs> Not sure why. Fair enough. I think if we do mm. one next year, Paul, we should do a top ten. I've just realised why haven't we done a top ten? I just thought, oh, I should have oh done yeah, that. never mind. Mm. Anyway, but you haven't got your notes. Well, so it's we organic. Just it's organic. We're just chatting about yeah. the year. Next, there's a new. I don't know if you're aware of it, but Gordon Ramsay apart from his next level chef nonsense where he's stolen the platform idea, he also bought right. back, weirdly, considering how far he's moved on, he bought back Kitchen Nightmares USA. And Did he like, really? Yeah, I've been watching it and it's like... I used to love that show. Is it love hate. Ago? Yeah, I know. Woo, yeah. Woo, 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 woo. You know, mm. it's just like nothing's happening and and he's a bit nicer now. He, he can't be quite um. as cunty because it's not really what people do anymore and it's considered a little bit rude. So he's a bit nicer but still, okay. no matter what anyone brings him, it's fucking shit. You know, he, the man can't be pleased with anything he eats. So I'm just really amazed that like, all this cooking stuff is still going on, is what I'm saying. Like, mm. how is that still a thing? And also, you know, there are numerous bake-offs and bake-off the professionals, which I have to say, I love bake-off the professionals. But, I haven't uh, seen but anyway. Are they like, yeah, well, it, so this is what it is, it sounds like what it is. It, it's exactly what it sounds like. Mm. They uh, they bring in um, teams of two from different, normally luxury hotels uh, oh. around, around the country uh, and battle it out. The judges are what make it good, though. Who are uh, they? There are two two judges. Uh, Benoit Bliss? <laughs> not Bliss. It's not Benoit Bliss. It's Benoit <laughs> something. That's a great name. We'll beat that in. Yeah. There. The name Paul is looking for is Benoit Blin. Uh, he is a uh, a French uh, pastry chef, just 
a wonderful stereotype of a man oh, really? like at, says ooh la la and, and things so if but I was literally doing impressive film, I would be correct <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's, he's the Frenchest <laughs> man you, you will ever see and, uh, and also a, a lady called uh, Cherish Finden who is I think she's from Singapore are you sure these aren't I characters think... from Stephen Toast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they they very well could be. They're, What's her and name she again? Is Give me that again. Ch- Cherish Finden. Cherish Finden uh, is her name, and she's full of catchphrases and right. just. I mean, I, I won't do the accent. It could come across. Oh right, okay. Bad. I mean, I'm but, just um, thinking of Finder's crispy pancakes for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things she she says, uh, uh, oh shalala, I think it is. And uh, which can mean either good and or bad. They've all got catchphrases. Whichever. They've all got catchphrases. Um, Ooh la la, it's, it's, it's a great show. Mm. Shalala, is it shalala? I feel it must be. But it's a great show. Much better than regular Bake Off, I would say. Which we started watching this year because we watch elimination shows. That's mm. what we do. Which I don't know if this. Maybe this is just just me and my wife. I feel before we live together, I would watch a lot more dramas and, and comedy shows and such. But when yeah. you're living with someone and sharing your space, you have to find compromise shows yeah. that you that you can both watch and enjoy. Don't you do the thing where you watch something, like I watched the first 10 minutes of Deadlock the other day, the first episode, and I thought, a woman who married me would like this. So I'll stop and then I'll re-watch that and we'll watch it together because sometimes I'll think, she don't want to watch this. Like anything with Nathan Fielder, she's out, you know. So I'll watch that on my own. Right. But, you know, if you've got like, basically in my head, I always think if she knew I was watching this, would she be annoyed that I didn't tell her about it? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. That's kind of the measure mm-hmm. that I use. Yeah, I think there's a, a certain degree of that. Um, but then there are shows that I have started watching with her that she has no interest in and vice versa. Mm. Um, I think I... I the first episode of Succession, whenever that first aired, we we watched together and it didn't click with her, so I continued by myself. But the problem is, I also play a lot of video games because right. I'm a nerd. <laughs> and so the time that I have to consume media is yeah, yeah, yeah. drastically reduced. Yes. So, yeah, finding those shows and committing time into watching... Mm you know, 45 minutes of prestige television yeah. is it's not always there. So sure. it's great when our, our crosshairs meet on the same thing and we're mm. able to, say, watch The Last of Us uh, together yeah. and such. But yeah, it doesn't happen all that often, unfortunately. But it does for Bake Off. The worst thing is if your partner is falling asleep and you're watching something really good, like really good, mm. and you're looking over and they're sort of drifting off. Oh, uh, shall I stop it? Uh, yeah. No, no, I saw it. No, you didn't, though. And then next one, you're going to be like, I don't remember what happened. I, I, I can't bear that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that does does happen occasionally. And mm. but but the me offering to stop it is somehow a confrontational act. It's like no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but no, for both of us, we can enjoy but it again. You were, asleep, you were clearly asleep. No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You look over again, asleep again, and then you know, like, okay, so I've got to rewatch this entire episode now. Some, the worst mm. bit is if they've been asleep for half an hour and you didn't notice. Oh, <laughs> me, oh my God, wasn't that... Huh? <laughs> I will say, yeah. for me, uh, it happens more in the cinema um, ah. when I will just glance to my right and, uh, yeah, she'll be soundly snozzling away to herself. Really? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, quite I've a lot. I've never quite fallen asleep in the cinema. Have you? No. I don't think I have. I don't no, think no I've I haven't. Ever... I haven't. But, but I have learned that I can get away with maybe maybe two mild shakes or prods <laughs> before... Be, before oh, um, that's, yeah, before, that's getting into snoring territory. It's just a, a fucking minefield, that yeah. stuff. But any more, <laughs> on, the, on the third nod, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, sorry, darling, I, I, I thought that you might want to watch the film. And I think I'm safe, because I'm fairly sure she won't get round to listening to this. <laughs> that was uh, cute and very old-fashioned, but I watched it last week just for fun. Do you remember uh, Mr. Monk or Monk, the Tony Shalhoub show? 
from he, the, well, he's a detective. Yeah, where he's got OCDs yeah. and he doesn't like touching anything. Yeah. Else. yeah, they brought it back for one episode post-COVID because of all the sort of hand sanitizer things they could do and all that. And it was like really? watching, it was like opening a time capsule of television. It was like pre the era we're in now. It was like, you know, each, there's a little case and you can see it coming a mile away. Who's the culprit? And there's a sort of Elon Musk character in it. And, and, and he's like older, but he isn't really doing detective work anymore. And it was really sweet. It was really hmm. like, it made me feel nostalgic for a time that probably didn't exist. It was just, you know, this like, uh, that's sort of the way 90s TV sort of went into 2000s in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like House. House was brilliant, but it had the premise of a 90s television show, you know, and, yeah. and, and Monk definitely had that. And just the font of the the music and the, the sort of cheesiness of it. But I, I did enjoy it. It's weird. Some of those shows kind of still pers- persist and are incredibly popular, but lurk in the background. Things like The Good Doctor. I'm not sure if you're aware of that one. It's a network American show. I've heard of it, but I don't couldn't place it. My, my wife loves it. Um, Is it from The Good Wife? Is it a spin-off or something? No, it isn't. It's about a a doctor in a hospital who... Is he... I think he's autistic. Um, He's played by a British actor who played... What's his name? What's his name? Played uh, Charlie in the uh, Tim Burton, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Who's a a grown-up now? But he's playing an American. uh, He sounds a bit like Kermit the Frog um, in space. I call him Space Kermit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's broad strokes of uh, yeah. how to play somebody with a condition like that, I would say. Oh, gotcha. But then, you know, but it's an incredibly popular show. In America, I, I think it's on like season eight or nine now, really? The Good Doctor. Um, it's Never like NBC it. or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Seven um, seasons. Wow. Is it seven seasons now? And just keeps on going. Isn't like Grey's Anatomy still on and things like that? They're still running, aren't they? Aren't is they? it? I no way. It, I think it is because... My wife used to watch it quite... She tried to get... It's one of those things where she tries to get me to watch it and I was like, well, I can't watch this. This is rubbish. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I watched one episode and there was like a siege in the hospital and people were hiding under beds and people were in guns and the doctors were saving everyone. And I was like, this is a cartoon, <laughs> you know? Brilliant. Uh, yeah, but I mean... Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, because of the strikes, it has been the 20th season uh, will not come out till 2024. So 20 seasons. The 20th season. <laughs> and presumably there are no original cast members, I would imagine. I mean, or... there must be one or two, right? I mean, there always because, is. Because wasn't you... the idea that they were all like sexy doctors? I think they were all sexy anatomy. doctors. Yeah, I yeah. think it was sexy doctors and, and, you know, people... Well, ER was also sexy doctors, wasn't it? No, I sort mean, of. to an extent. Uh, there, but there was that bald chap with the glasses who... Uh, What's his name? Anthony Edwards, was it? Anthony Edwards, yeah. He comes yeah, up often. I'm not, not sure if he was particularly anyone's kink. But, uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't know. What's he was in Top Gun. He was in Top Gun. That is comes it up Anthony Edwards? Yes, yes, that's the same guy. And he dies. Yeah, the scene is. of him dying is a is goose. 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 Yeah, I've never mm. seen Top Gun. It's one of the things I've never seen because it's just. My the, my anti-American aircraft defense system will mm-hmm. kick in too too hard if I watch that because there's too many flags and too many gung ho. It's pretty jingoistic. Yeah, yeah. it's not. I think for, it's safe to say for a, a, you know a, a non-patriot like myself will will you know spontaneously combust if I see that, mm. and I can barely watch Tom Cruise as it is. <laughs> so you know, wonderful, wonderful stuntman come actor Tom Cruise. <laughs> stuntman first. I like it. Did you watch Hijack? <laughs> Did you watch that silly thing? No. Oh, that was one people of... saying hello well, to Jack. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know those things that I mean. I think you suffer from the same thing as uh, as uh, my missus, which is British dramas. Just like how how many can you watch? How do you get through them? They all look the same. Police mm. things, uh, BBC Sunday Night. Uh, yeah. I mean, who's got the time for that? You know what I mean? And this yeah. wasn't that. It was like a slightly Americanized version. It was kind of fun. Um, it had um, had great people in it, but it was all just very silly. And it was um, it was that Neil guy who used to be in in the comedy show. Uh, fuck, I've forgotten it now. Neil Neil Stook used to be a comedy actor. Oh yeah, he plays like he, the he home lived over the road from me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. the show? Uh, uh, was that great. was then he took over from the other ben guy, Chaplin. yeah, Ben Chaplin, who was ah. What was it called? I loved that yeah. show. Uh, game on that's what it's called game, game on. on game on game on was good yes. i think it was good good old stucky 
wouldn't have aged well. I mean, looking back, I imagine it's probably <laughs> incredibly inappropriate. I mean, of course, Drag Race, but... Uh, oh, yes. So, uh, so your, your big one, is is that the thing that you've got into this year, or is that... Um... Not this year, although I have consumed two of its multiple uh, series this year. Okay, so educate me about Drag Race, because I've not seen a single episode, and not for any reason that I don't like mm-hmm. it, or it's just never been something that I've leaned into, or... Understandably. What, what is that, you know? Well... It's an elimination show. It should come as no surprise to learn it's oh, an so elimination show. You don't care what it is as long as it's exactly. an elimination. As long as people leave every week. I'm delighted. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Uh, I was initially told about it, I mean, years ago by, uh, mm. do you know Stu Goldsmith, comedian? Uh, yes. Stu Goldsmith. Yeah. Who's you a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, he's a wow. good buddy of mine. Yeah, he, he he said that it's one of the most wonderful shows he's watched, how life-affirming and, and, and positive it is. Uh, I disregarded that and then put it on as a laugh one day when my mate was around. Oh, like, okay. Oh, go, give it, let's, let's give it a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since that time, I've been all in. Mm. Um I would say the initial appeal has diluted slightly which, as which was more and more franchises have come in, involved. Okay. It is, it's as he said, it is an incredibly positive show about um, identity uh, and about queer culture in popular society. Um, and it's adapted as time has gone on um, because I, I know that the... I, I think I remember you saying on one of the pods that you're you're not sure how it will age. I just had that conversation with two panto dames. The joke is, you know, what, what's my joke? Something like Generation C will have a problem with this. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's that kind of thing. Some of it in the early days, I can kind of get. There, there could be an argument made that certain early seasons or certain queens, maybe, the joke was about women. Hmm. But it really isn't that anymore. The joke is about, I mean, it's not even a joke. It's a celebration of of queer culture and not necessarily men pretending to be women in a derogatory way. It's men embracing their feminine side uh, and promoting that. And also there are now, uh, uh, there are trans men and trans women who have been contestants and done very well both ways. There are now bio queens, so women, drag performers. Bio queens, explain that, I don't, I don't know that term, sorry. Bio queens. Well, this is, this is a thing, and I, I'm an incredibly left-wing woke person, as mm-hmm. you know. Bio queen is perhaps the only bit that I'm slightly, I, I think it's great and it's mm. positive and encouragement, but I'm not sure where bio queen ends right. and a cabaret performer begins, right. if you see what I mean, because it's a, it's a woman who embraces drag uh, as a woman and so has the makeup and the costumes and the hair. So it's a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman? Not dressed as a man dressed as a woman, a woman dressed as a woman, a woman dressed as an extravagant woman. See, that's the thing. That's very old-fashioned of me then to say, a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman, where you're saying it's a woman dressed as a woman. Man, this is a... Yeah. I mean, I'm keen to learn. I'm not here. I'm not yeah. judgment. judgment the thing is, is, I just don't know any of it. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Exactly, exactly. And, and it was an education for me mm. as well. And there's a whole lexicon of terms mm. used by the community. And the ultimate thing is, it's about embracing who you are, whichever way you are. Right. And I understand behind the scenes, Rue, maybe RuPaul may have taken a little bit of persuading over some of this. I, I believe that he initially wasn't overly keen on having trans women on the show. Really? But as it's gone on, He's grown because it's a celebration of who people are. And the general message of the show is highlighting the stories of the various queer people who who come on the show and giving them kind of a a platform to talk about their lives and be positive role models for any queer children well, not just queer children, um, any children across the world who happen to be watching. And, uh, and you know, I'm a cisgendered, straight white man. Yeah, we're, we're the boring I, ones. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that, that's what I hate being like, like I'm starting to get... The dull majority. Oh, the dull majority, that's great. I just don't like... I, I, 
I get so irritated when I hear like straight white man, as if it's like this big negative thing. Like at some point, I'm not saying like we need to rise up and, and for us, but yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, in a category of people that is like the shit bucket of 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 like you know fucking gender and everything. You know, can't we mm. all just stop, well, stop well, with the label? Our, I think we all need to stop with some of that we labeling. Are allies, that's the thing. Yeah, we are I know, allies. Be allies but yeah. even, I don't want to be an ally. I just want to be a me. Got a special badge. I want to be. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know. Being an ally just means not being a, a, a phobic person, right? So, you mm. know that that should be pretty much everyone, unless you you know you want to I mean, make, really make a stand. Be. I mean, who cares about any of this? But but the point is, I think what you're saying, I might you know, put words in your mouth. So the show has basically become, and I guess it should be right. It's whoever is the best drag queen. Do you still say drag queen? Is that is that yeah the time? yeah so queen? Okay, so whoever's the best at drag wins regardless of what gender they're born what gender they are what their sexuality is this irrelevant i guess it's exactly just, so that's what exactly. it is right so i understand the thing is i have made it sound boring have you i think so fucking stepping over a minefield is what it sounds like for me to watch that and say yeah the right thing. yeah so, so you know yeah which is why i've been maybe pondering my words a little bit yeah yeah but it's also it's very funny mm. uh they they swear an awful lot oh, which good. is as i'm sure you agree is a lot of fun yes of course um i mean they constantly joke about fucking you know bum holes and the like oh, just like as, as you would hope as you would hope it's it's entertaining yeah. and cringeworthy as well in certain moments not cringe mm. certainly not it's cringe worthy worthy over the years it has become slightly sanitized and, and you can see the editors at work oh, okay. i think deciding who they want to proceed oh, you and can see it in the editing you can and you can predict what's going to happen you think oh well i think i know who's leaving this episode because yeah. they're getting more talking heads and various things like that yeah and and like i say it's been saturated now oversaturated there are there's like at the moment i think there's drag race uk the original american drag race drag race canada drag race france it's australia philippines sure. germany australia well uh, down under it's oh, australia really? and new zealand together uh and possibly more thailand as well and all stars Oh, and versus the world. Okay, so yeah. there are too many wow. iterations of the show. So now I'm just watching. I'm just watching three. You're I'm just watching, watching three. four stars. <laughs> I'm watching American Drag Race, and I'm watching UK. Right. And that's enough to give me my fix. Wow, because it's great. You're a super I fan. even had it. Imagine this at my wedding. <laughs> Once we had said our vows, my my little friend KG, who was doing the honours of being a celebrant, uh, said one of Rue's catchphrases, which is, and remember, uh, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Everyone said, amen. And then said, now let the music play. And uh, <laughs> played, to, 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 to the moon, which is the Drag Race UK theme tune as we went, uh, oh, nice. strutted our way back down the aisle. Yeah. Talking of RuPaul, I'll talk to you, Paul. Oh, that was good. That's terrible. Let's just end. Oh, I need two minutes to lure my cat over here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask you: Did you see the show Uncanny? Have you seen that Spooky Ghost one? No, no. You should check that out. No, that's kind of what channel was that? That's BBC. Spooky Ghost things. Spooky Ghost things. So right at the end, we're going to get Paul's cat. And the name of your cat again? Let's hope. Is it Dumpling? Uh, Dumpling. 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 Dumpling's coming. Dumpling. Here we go. Dumpo. Might be more friendly this time because last time he's calling. Oh, in. he was behind the TV yeah. last time. He's not supposed to go there, and no. he knows it. Where is Dumpling, he? <laughs> come on! This is for one listener. He, in, in, definitely one listener. <laughs> I know he's going to love. I mean, he, he was sat over there uh, just for most of That's this right. uh, recording session. That's right, but now the little bagger seems to have fucked off. So I put a sound effect in. So Paul, thank you for coming on this. Yes. Got one. Other show that we haven't brought up that you think everyone should watch from 2023. We'll give one each. One show that maybe oh, is yeah. not so popular. You don't have to talk about it, just give them a hot take. Mm. Like, you know. Um, I, I think it's quite popular, but maybe that's just amongst people I know, uh, which would be I Think You Should Leave mm. on Netflix. Comedy show, talking about bite-sized chunks. Uh, every episode is 15 minutes long. Very short. Oh, really? Um and yeah, it's uh, oh, he's another one of those people whose names I can't remember. Steve Robinson? Is it Steve Robinson? Something like I think that. You should leave with Tim, uh, Ro- Tim Robinson. T- 
Tim Tim Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. He he was on SNL, I believe, although I never saw him. Uh, he gets angry. Mm. Uh, it's kind of grown people displaying childish behaviour, uh, getting angry and frustrated and swearing. But that's the kind of those are the tools. And where each sketch goes is completely unpredictable. And in terms of sketch comedy, just yeah. absolutely balls out, laugh out loud funny, I think. It just really scratches that itch for me of just a good old belly laugh. I've only heard good things. I will take your recommendation. It's on my list here. Things I should watch. Because yeah. I keep forgetting to and watch it's short. this. It's short. I think you should leave Physical mm. 100 and Devil's Plan. Devil's Plan, I'm going to yeah. look up straight away. Yeah, do so. Do so, you will love it. My one uh, would probably be How To with John Wilson. I don't know how many people have seen that, Ooh. but it's a HBO no. show. Uh, John Wilson, there's three seasons now. It's uh, produced by Nathan Fielder's production company. And he, so basically John Wilson goes around and he's got all this footage. He's always filming stuff. He's always filming stuff. And he'll is mostly in New York. And he'll do one on toilets or like how you can't find a toilet in New York. And But he'll follow the story and it will turn into something else. But every single episode is just genius. I love it. I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And he's just you're just watching footage he's taken. And uh, there's one on scaffolding, which is absolutely brilliant. But there's three seasons of it. How to with John Wilson. I mean, I mean granted, yeah, that doesn't sound gripping. But... No, but it's fantastic. It's really, really awesome. good. It's really good. John Wilson. Yeah, how, how to. to with John Wilson, with. HBO. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paul. Um, I'll speak to you shortly and I'll, I'll speak to you properly on here in a year. <laughs> we'll do our September <laughs> 2024, if you're up for that. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, man. Well, thanks no, for coming well, on. And I promise Walks. to watch more appropriate television, not just elimination shows. We will sort the technology out for next year that I'm using something that isn't incompatible with everything. Oh, well, I, I mean, if... I mean, I... I uh, Every day I tap don't update in the corner. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, tell me in 24 hours' time. And I've been doing that probably for five years. I've been doing it for So about. that's why my computer is not operational. Thanks, Paul. I'll see you Great. soon. Cheers, Bye, mate. Bye. See you later. Paul Krytov joining us again for an end of year special or beginning of year special, obviously, because this is going out in January 2024. Now, you'll probably hear from Paul again in the future and uh, he'll definitely be back in a year. So uh, listen out for that and hopefully we'll get our notes sorted a bit better and uh, hopefully we'll sort out all our internet issues and all of that. Anyway, the studio will be well up and running properly by then, right? So, well, hopefully. Hopefully in a few weeks. Anyway, now to our outro track. Beep, 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 beep. Now, we ended the year with a collaboration with my friend Eve Finale, the Christmas song, and we're going to start the new year with another collab. Uh, this song was not actually written by me. It was produced by me, and the instrumentation and everything, uh, you know, was done by myself. But um, originally the song was written on a guitar by my friend Hanan El-Sharif, who sings on this. It was under her mantle, Chenova Springs, her band name at the time. I just love this track, and... Uh, I love the graphics that we did for the single, the CD single, and uh, came up the other day as a sort of template for what I'm trying to do uh, now visually. And I thought, oh, I love that song. Let's let's pop it on the pod. So here it is. This is called Don't Forget Me by Hanan El-Sharif, otherwise known as Genova Springs, written by her, produced and played by me.
Chinova Springs, written by Hanan Al-Sharif. I produced that one uh, in Tokyo, I believe, in 2007. I was doing a lot of work with other artists at the time. So a person could have been born then, gone to school, had their whole school life and left home and be in the workforce in the time since we made that song, which is kind of insane. Next! Now, it's a new year, it's 2024, so we're doing things a little bit different. Um, so there was a lot of chat about films and American theme park rides on that podcast, which you did not hear. So that is going to be put out as a little mini short bonus episode uh, later in the week. Uh, look out for that. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back to our regular schedule. Schedule? Schedule, schedule. As of now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>